What's up, my ripe wicked plums? You're listening. <laughs> You're listening to that Slayer show. My name is Kata Schroeder. And my name is Madeline Kane. And this week we watched season two, episode 10. What's my line? Part two. Through the theme of love. Ooh. <laughs> Kata, you know what makes me fall in love? What? When people <laughs> leave reviews on this podcast. Yes, write us a review. Go to Apple Podcasts. Just leave us a five-star review. A little blurb like, we're so amazing. You love Keita and Madeline. It won't take any time at all. So we're going to start with a one-minute recap where we go over what we think was important in the episode slash what we have time to get into one minute. Then we'll transition into sharing some original thoughts on the theme of love. Things that have never been said before ever <laughs> and then we'll go into our likes and talk about our dislikes and then we'll wrap up with a little backstory for one of the characters all right Kate, do you want to count me in for the one minute recap i would love to it's <laughs> gonna be such a corny episode <laughs> that's okay all right madeline three two one Recap. Angel is stuck in a cage um, where Kendra left him and the sunlight is encroaching and then Willie takes him out of the cage and gives him to Spike in exchange for money. Right. And then Buffy and Kendra like make a pact and then they go to Giles to be like, what's going on? Because Kendra says she's also a slayer and they're like, oh, Buffy died and that's why she's a slayer. Um, Cordelia and Xander are in Buffy's house um, to look for Buffy, but then the Order of Taraka Maggot Man is like there too and attacking them. Right. And then they like hide in the basement and then they kiss and then they escape and go back to the library. And then um, at the at school, a policewoman who is there for career day fair is actually part of the Order of Traka and attacks Buffy and Oz gets shot and Kendra saves Buffy. Right. And then Kendra and Buffy go to Willie to try and get information because it turns out that Angel got taken by Spike and Drew for a ritual that will make Drew strong again. Yeah. And then they all go to the church where the ritual is happening and um, Angel and Drusilla are like Angel's life force is being taken to go into Drusilla so that she's revived. There's a bunch of like fighting happening. Right, and then fight, 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 and then they uh, get Angel safe, and they get everyone out, and then Spike and Drew are Wow, I think that might have been one of our better recaps. Pretty strong, pretty strong. Oh my gosh, any um, things we want to shore up? No. Not even, I feel like, okay, Oz. I know. We'll get there. We'll I'm get sure. to him. <laughs> Definitely. Great. Keita. We watched this episode through the theme of love. And where did you see love in this episode? Sure. So I think the first moment where I it struck me that love was present was in the moments when Kendra and Buffy are talking in Giles' office. And Kendra's talking about how she's basically been alone all of her life with just her watcher. And they're sort of looking out into the library where Cordelia and willow and xander and giles are all working to solve this problem that is about you know a, this problem of buffy's and i just thought all of them being there to help buffy in her slayer duties is like an act of love to to show up and put their lives in danger and do crazy things that they can't go home and talk to their parents about or anyone else i think that's where i saw it the most and i thought you know for all that kendra maybe knows more things than Buffy or maybe knows more about weapons or technique than Buffy. 
Buffy has such an asset because Kendra and her watcher would have been doing that work alone. Yeah, I mean, think about how many times Buffy's friends have saved the day. Willow always hacking the computer system and like getting information that way. Xander like also is there. (laughs) 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 And I think it is so true that it is an act of love. And I, what I appreciate a lot about that is that they don't ever say like, oh, I love you. But it's through their actions that they demonstrate the love and the companionship and like loyalty and trust that make up that love. And I think it's just the coming back over and over again. I mean, they could do it once and be like, and say, Buffy, we love you, but we're not going to not going to put our lives on the line like that. I mean, you're the one with the superpowers, but they don't. They show up every day. It really made me understand how much of an asset it is to Buffy that she's not alone in this, Mm -hmm. that not only does she have support and research and figuring out what needs to happen, but also emotional support all the time. You know, I'm sure Kendra's an amazing vampire slayer, but, you know, I bet she is really lonely. And I wonder if she maybe could be even better if she actually had a team of people. I noticed also the deprivation of love that Kendra seems to be going through. Yeah. It did make me wonder in Giles and Buffy's relationship. I think there is love there. You know, Giles really cares about Buffy. And, you know, one of his nightmares was Buffy being dead. Mm-hmm. Throw back to season one. Throw back to season one before she actually died. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I wonder maybe there is, you know, a chance that Kendra has that kind of a relationship also with her watcher. Maybe she and her watcher also have a loving in a not creepy way between a <laughs> middle-aged man and young woman sort of relationship. Maybe, although I think it's unlikely only because... Is it very loving of the Watcher to be like, you can't have friends? She was literally, okay, like she literally was like, what's a friend? She was like, friend? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is a really loving relationship, but just how much she seemed out of touch with her emotions makes me question like how loving of a relationship can that even be? Right. That's a good point. Anywhere else where you noticed... A little bit of love, people loving each other. Well, of course, I noticed um, Spike's love for Drusilla. (laughs) So he is going to great lengths to try to cure her of what ails her. And I think what is striking to me about this relationship is that they're both vampires. And like part of that is that they don't have souls. Right. And yet clearly they're still able to especially Spike is able to participate in this super loving relationship. So I guess it just makes me like wonder what is going on there. Yeah. Wait, why do you specifically say Spike? Well, because he's the one putting a lot of action into into their relationship. And, And like maybe that's just because Drusilla's sick, but also he seems to be like accommodating her every whim. Right, he's been caring for her. Yeah. Yeah, as she's been weak. And that's not what we've been told to expect from vampires. No. And it's not what Buffy's, it's not something that Buffy's been taught to ascribe to them. Right. Which is interesting. It throws a wrench in the whole like calling vampires it and like really dehumanizing them. 
it I think it does yeah it feels like they're probably missing something about vampires like I wonder how that would change her understanding or even how she like tried to fight vampires if she had a good conception of how much Spike loved Drusilla maybe yeah I don't don't know if that would change anything but like I don't know maybe she could like try to exploit that I'm not condoning that but (laughs) (laughs) like getting inside the head of the enemy in that same vein I just think their whole relationship is interesting I did I thought it was interesting that you know Drusilla and Spike are clearly uh, a couple in a committed relationship and I just noticed how Drusilla is really unapologetic and really unabashed about her history with Angel. And Spike was getting worked up about it. And Drusilla was like, sure, down, like growling at Angel. There was like sexual tension between Drusilla and Angel. I mean, I know that Drusilla was like torturing him, but like, I mean, clearly a sexual history between Angel and Drusilla. There was a what? A, it's a, a sexual history sexual history <laughs> and um are you saying they had sex, sex. <laughs> like b and v <laughs> okay so <laughs> after whispering that into your ears <laughs> i i love that you use the word unapologetic that's exactly how she was There was never any sense that she should not be talking about this thing in front of Spike or like that she should be protecting his emotions. While maybe that's not kind, it also could be like refreshing because it's like that's how open they are with each other. Right. And it didn't matter. You know, Spike wasn't mad at her. He was mad at Angel because Angel was riling him up, but he wasn't like right he wasn't controlling at all like he was he it wasn't at all like he was holding her sexual history against her which would have been like weird he did seem to have some secure insecurities about his own ability to please drusilla <laughs> yeah that was interesting i think we saw spike insecure for the first time right so here we're seeing vampires loving each other feeling insecure really human things yeah i don't know i'm just like buffy really others vampires because i think it just must make it so much easier she's literally the vampire slayer like i get that but like damn there's love in there anywhere else that you saw love kata okay so i was interested in the spot where buffy decides to go straight to the church in a classic buffy move to save angel and kendra is like no we have to go to your watcher first was buffy right that they had to hurry? Yes. Was Kendra also right? Yes. But I did find Buffy was in such a bad position. If Kendra hadn't gotten there in time, Buffy would have been dead. I just think that maybe this time, I think she did do this out of love for Angel. And I think maybe it did cloud her judgment like Kendra said it was doing. And I, you know, I wonder if maybe this idea of how she had to act to save Angel got in the way of what made sense. Okay, I don't know. Like, this is in line with how Buffy acts. Oh, completely. But, like, not always with regards to Angel. Like, she does kind of charge in sometimes, which is ironic because earlier in the episode, she was made fun of Kendra being like, go charge in a conversation oh, between. You're right. Which is funny because, like, that's actually, like, Buffy's thing. <laughs> um, so maybe it was Angel clouding her judgment. I think that could have been an, ing- an ingredient for sure. 
So it seems like whenever the emphasis is on like saving others, she acts more rashly in a way that like often gets her into like really dangerous situations. Which even if it's not just about Angel, obviously is also around love for these people that she's working really hard to save. Totally. Yeah, you're right. It's not about an individual. It's about, okay, can I save my friends? <sighs> yeah, she was, that was not good. She was just there with three assassins and, and some vamps. Freaking Willie, can't trust him. Can't trust the guy who literally sells his friend for money. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> okay, on the same note of Kendra and Buffy's decision on how to handle the situation. Well, they both decided differently. But I noticed maybe a little a little callback, maybe a little development for Kendra in that at the beginning of the episode, she's very much looking to do things all by herself. And by the end, she was like, wait, we have people that can help us. Why would we go alone? And I, I just like the idea that maybe... Buffy and the gang and Giles helped her see that she doesn't have to do things alone because it seems like she's been taught that the only way to do things is alone and by herself. Yeah, I was going to talk about this in my dislikes, but I will respond to this because it's coming up now. Great. <laughs> it kind of felt like the relationship between Buffy and Kendra was it required i think what i what i what was the dislike was like kendra was the one who was having to change like here was buffy being yeah. super mean <laughs> to kendra so like mean. really mean but like their friendship was predicated on kendra adapt like accommodating buffy you're so right and i fell into that trap too just now heck heck and like, of course, when you throw race into there, it feels like, ah, yes, here's the unchanged white protagonist and yeah. like this very othered person assimilating. And then we're like, yay, she assimilated. <laughs> yeah. Great. She does group work now. You're right. But but at the same time, it is a beautiful point that she's, you know, feeling friendship. I don't think your point is like invalid, but I do think it's good to be like critical of potential pitfalls. I don't yeah, that's a great that's a great dislike that hadn't occurred to me in that way. I had noticed how Buffy acted towards obviously because <laughs> she was so mean. Yeah, and it all was about is Kendra gonna change and be more like Buffy? Madeline, was there anything you liked this episode? I liked Buffy fantasizing about not being the Slayer anymore. She says I I could do other stuff, career day stuff. Maybe I could even have a normal life. And she says she would like go to Disneyland for three months. And then Willow says something like, oh, wouldn't that get boring? And she was like, yeah, I think that would get boring. But I don't know. I think now it feels like, okay, if she chooses to continue to do Slayer stuff, that's more of a choice. Because here we have two Slayers. We'll see how it plays out. But I did like, I appreciated that that she took a moment to reflect on the possibilities of her future. And that's exciting for her. Okay, what about you? Does your like start with O and end with Z? <laughs> <laughs> um, I Well, I won't deny that on my piece of paper I have on my little note sheet for the episode, I simply have written in all caps, Oz plus Willow. Mm -hmm. But uh, the like I was actually going to head on into is I, I actually liked the Xander and Cordelia kiss moments because... They were so built up and 
it was like the writers knew they were like, oh, God, this is so unlikely. So let's just way overdo it. Yeah. And it was fine. I was like, this is just funny. It was funny. <laughs> like, I'm okay with it now. Now they've kissed. Now they can have a relationship as if that would have happened or whatever's going to happen now. I thought it was just funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. The, the music that played as they right. were kissing, just like the super over dramatic. The way too passionate kiss. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I was like, oh, they're yelling at each other quite a bit. And I was like, oh, they're going to kiss now. Got it. And other than that, there were just a couple a couple of great lines. Mm-hmm. Tell me about them. That I'd like to bring to our attention. I really enjoyed the exchange between Spike and Willie in the sewage pipe. Willie, <laughs> Willie says, what are you going to do with him? And Spike says, I'm thinking maybe dinner and a movie. I don't want to rush into anything. I've been hurt, you know. <laughs> yeah that was funny spike's funny spike is so funny spike delivers funny lines in a way that's not cringe because he the character is being like sarcastic and ironic and so it's funny totally yeah anything that caught your eye or your ear yeah there's a line of course like the interaction between oz and willow the couple that existed were so great i love his nonchalance it's like he's watching him like he's almost like this is cool that I'm like alive, but like I don't care about anything. Right. There's a lot of freedom in that. Like not in a nihilistic way as no, far no. as I can tell. He's just like, oh, and this is happening now. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm just trying to like play E minor with the diminished ninth, a man's chord. <laughs> I got shot in the arm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see where he uh where he fits in with the gang in the future. Anything you didn't like? Well, you know, I'll start light. I don't know if this is a dislike exactly, but I just noticed a few dog references. Three different interactions included references to dogs, and I will recount them for you now. Thank you. So Xander's sister Cordelia, as they're fighting in the basement, you licked his hand like a big dumb dog. True. Specific. <laughs> and then <laughs> Buffy says to Kendra, down girl, a thing you say to dogs. Indeed. Drew says to Angel, rough, bad dog. That was just hot. True, but like the dog references, the what dog is happening? References. Three in one episode? That's like two more than is acceptable. <laughs> right? There are no dogs. In, like, we've never seen a dog in the Buffy Bros. Never, ever. Like, okay, that's all I, I, I don't know if they stopped dislike. making Hitler references and yeah. started making dog references. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Wild. Anyway. what What's going to be next? <laughs> I'm excited to see. <laughs> Okay, and dislikes for you. I really disenjoyed. I I hated watching Angel get tortured. Ooh. I really didn't like that. I don't like torture scenes in general. Wait, you didn't think it was hot? I'm sorry, I'm confused. Are you not into that? <laughs> the lack of consent and the oh, totally, yeah, <laughs> totally. The screams uh-huh. of agony were really off-putting. Okay, right, right, but, right. But uh, now we know a little bit about Madeline. like it had the potential like i'm sure at one point they did that and it was hot but like just not anymore um 
any anything else there's one big old can of worms we haven't opened yet right the racism right right that can um so there were a couple moments that reminded me actually of inca mummy girl that episode where um like cordelia is talking to sven and is like using spanish and like buffy did that yeah to kendra she was like not even using actual spanish but like putting an o at the end of words to like make it sound foreign i guess so she was like no kiko no fido and she was like yeah friend as in person you hang with amigo that can what let's start off let's we can yeah any yeah we'll start there just the utter i don't know the the lack of any sort of respect the complete like the assumption that kendra was in some way not intelligent yeah I was also perplexed about her, like, speaking fake bad Spanish English. Like, what was the deal with that? Like, Caribbean. Right, but not even. Like, Jamaican. Oh, oh. It was, oh, wait. Kendra, yeah. Oh, is that what you were saying? Oh, I was oh, referring to Buffy. Buffy. Buffy's weird thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I didn't make that clear because Kendra has this really ridiculous Caribbean accent. Also fake and bad. <laughs> so really fake and bad, and I just feel bad for her that they're writers. I know. Yeah. Yeah, Kendra gets really exoticized by everybody. There was just like a lot going on in the whole in their whole relationship between Buffy and Kendra, right? There was first Buffy's like like she wants Kendra to be the slayer in some way, but she also doesn't want to have to be not as good as Kendra. There's something really patronizing. The things she says, she go, She also says, doesn't anyone say hello where you come from? And she says, she says down girl, which I mentioned before. These are pretty fucked up things to say. I do just think that the most egregious thing is the way that Kendra was treated by the writers. I like know. the decisions that went into Truly. crafting that character. Like multiple people approved those things. Yeah. There was also a weird, I don't know... You know, her family just gives her away to the Watcher. She only has one shirt. Yeah. You know, just making her be poor and having her, you know, writing a family for her that just sends her away. Again, in, in the writing, like, really? The Watcher wouldn't have bought her another shirt? Like she has one shirt? Totally. And just, like, this expectation that she's the one who should change how she's behaving to, like, fit in and for Buffy to like give her the stamp of approval she like saved Buffy's life twice twice and for all that Buffy was like you have to be able to think on your feet it's like well yeah but I don't know I just it feels like in every sort of way Kendra was a more accomplished slayer and like that doesn't really matter but it's but it does beg the question well then why did she have to learn things from Buffy and what did Buffy learn from Kendra Right at the end before the taxi, Buffy wasn't like, oh, and what I learned from you is... Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, listeners. So for this week's backstory, we are going to focus on that maggot guy <laughs> in the Order of Taraka. So Kate and I were like, you know, spitballing before, <laughs> before the podcast started. <laughs> and we were wondering, how is the maggot guy like intending to kill or capture his target that is the question that we have posed for ourselves what is the mechanism through which this order of traka maggot dude takes down his victims 
Keita, please kick us off. Sure. So when the Order of Taraka found this guy, they were super stoked. Like, man made out of maggots? Great. He'll fit right into the team. They actually were a little wrong. He's not made of maggots. He's actually made of mealworms, which uh, consume grains, oatmeal, barley, the like. Um, But the contract was written because the Order of Taraka is pretty intense. They were like, lifetime contract, here we go. This man never dies. He's on the team for life. So he kind of just wanders around and freaks people out by turning into a pile of mealworms which is really freaky but really he's just like trying to get these assassinees um like oatmeal stashes he's just been going after the grain supplies of their victims for hundreds of years maybe he's not actually an assassin he's just looking for a snack Right, but he's locked into this contract, so there's nothing the Order of Shaka can do. Right, and he's having a great time. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. That tracks. That's my spitball. I'll spit mine now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I focus less on the backstory of the character, more on the mechanism through which he harms his targets. So actually, much like Natalie French from season one, episode four, The Praying Mantis Lady, which we watched through the theme of attraction, a callback. Anyway, she operates by like letting out these pheromones. That's how she like attracts her potential mates and victims. And actually, in a inverse of that, this mealworm maggot guy, he instead of releasing a pheromone that is like an attractive force, his pheromone is um, like a fear-inducing force. So that's why they were they were so freaked out. Not just because mealworms are disgusting to have on you but also because that's like part of his power and his goal is to induce a heart attack like you're so afraid to scare them to death scare them literally to death that's the mechanism i see now how i didn't answer the question (laughs) (laughs) he plays more of a supporting role in my backstory to the two people that really are assassins (laughs) totally we'll see which Backstory the listeners prefer vote this week sometime. We will post it on Instagram. Ideally on Wednesday, but maybe on Saturday. Hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's episode of That Slayer Show. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And like our page on Instagram, or no, follow us on Instagram, like our page on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. So we got you got a lot of to-do things, but like we love you, you love us. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm God, so- Madeline. <laughs> Kidding. If you have any questions, any comments, anything you noticed in the episode that you wanted to share, heck, we'll put it in our episode. We'll talk about it. Send us an email to thatslayershow at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Holly Colvin for the amazing cover art. And this podcast was inspired by Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye.